Today is um, a day when we take time to look death square in the eye. And not in fear and trembling, however, but in the very sure and certain hope that that death for us as Christians is not the end. You know, death for us is a, a doorway. It is a doorway through which we must walk. And when we do, we find the fullness of life that is promised to us. You know, one of the, the greatest privileges of my priesthood is that I often get to be with the dying. Some people may wonder, privilege? But it is. The, the experiences for me have been life-changing and uh, have really helped me to get to a point where, hopefully, when I get to the end of my life, if I can experience it as so many of those whom I have sat with have experienced it, uh, there's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, it's... it's in most cases, a very, very beautiful uh, time. You know, for it, it, it's the strangest thing, really, that happens sometimes. People that, you know, you walk into the room and you want to talk with them. They're already unconscious. And uh, so you're, you begin your prayer. And my instruction always with families is let's get as many family members to be there as we can. And even though they're unconscious, when it comes time to pray the Our Father, somehow, miraculously, their lips begin to move and they begin to pray the Our Father along with everyone else who is there. So very, very beautiful experiences. And, you know, our funeral liturgies here uh, sort of work themselves out. You can, you know, funeral liturgies where the person who has died is someone who has had great faith and, and who, who came to the end of their life with that faith, our funeral liturgies are typically very uplifting and joyful, where those folks who haven't had much of a faith and perhaps their family has not had much of a, a faith life as well, there's a, there's a difference and it's not so joyful, it's more you know, excruciating. So you know these privileges have been uh, very, very uh, wonderful for me. Some of the most holiest times, really, of my, uh, my ministry. And if the person's family is present, and typically if somebody calls me other than the nursing home or the hospital, if it's a family member, I ask them to you know, try to gather as many people as possible. It's, it's much more better. You know, there, there are times when... Uh, you know, I almost have to hold back a, a smile on my face because in my heart I can sense that, that everything for this person who is dying and their family members is going to be okay. And after all, the, the dying are in the hands of the very best caregiver, you know, the, the very best healer, the, the very best comforter. And I know that despite the sorrow and the grief, the, you know, the family's going to be okay. And it's in those vulnerable moments that, that 
all of us are most open to God's grace, God's touch, God's healing love. When someone is close to death, uh, you know, all the illusions have been stripped away. All the, the trappings, all the false promises, the things of the world really matter no longer. In these moments, we're in a, a real uh, and honest communion with God. There's nothing in the way. It's, it's just God drawing that person who is dying to himself. And, you know, it, it's the, the folks who are left behind, though, that typically are having a little bit of a problem with this. And, of course, the, the, there are three things that, that we should always do in that situation. Take time to remember, take time to pray, and take time to give thanks. I remember uh, not too many years ago when my brother died, and we as a family gathered at his bedside at uh, Mercy over in Anderson, and we spent time telling stories, you know, about our childhood, about all the mostly really funny things that happened during that time. And, and we talked openly about death. He was dying from cancer, and this was something that had been going on for a few years, and certainly our hope was that he would get through this and uh, live to a ripe old age, but uh, that you know, wasn't in God's plan. And, and so we took time to pray for my brother and, and to pray for one another as well. And yes, it was a sad time. I, I don't think anybody who goes through the death of a loved one would uh, say otherwise, uh, because, you know, you're, you, you're going to miss the person. But one of the things that I remember in a very special way is that there wasn't any fear. You know, my family uh, is pretty good about their faith, and uh, it was a, a very loving and, and, quite frankly, looking back at it, a, a very wonderful uh, situation. Uh, it was okay. You know, we knew that, that he would be okay after he died and that uh, we would uh, be okay as well. And, and because of you know, God's love, God's goodness, God's promises, we could accept that as a, a family. And these are, again, extremely grace-filled moments. They're, they're holy moments, really. And, and uh, you know, I wouldn't trade what occurred with, in my brother's dying or anyone else whom I have been with for, for anything else in the world. You know, it, it is a, a very a wonderful experience to have happen. But I know it hurts. And sometimes in unbearable ways, as if you know, part of you is, is moving on with uh, that person who is, uh, is dying as well. And, and for some of us, you know, the, the death was unexpected, coming with little or no warning. Uh, for many who are here, perhaps, you know, you, you didn't have the time, the opportunity to, uh, to say what you wanted to say. You, know, you didn't have the privilege of, uh, of saying thank you, or I love you, or, or goodbye. And, and that can certainly bring with it a, a great regret. There is also great consolation because of the faith that we live in. You know, the, the people we loved in this life, we continue to love even 
after they have died. And one of the ways that we do that is through our prayer. And today, as I mentioned in my opening remarks, we, we are praying for those who have gone before us. You know, they have been marked in a special way by baptism, as each and every one of us has. And, and we, we continue to love them, we continue to hold them in our prayer, and we continue to ask them to pray for us. Yeah? It's okay if you, you have trouble figuring out how it all works and, and why it's helpful. Don't get stuck in that. Now, that's not what is important. What's important is that we do it. We do it with true hope in our hearts, that we thank God for our loved ones, that we ask God to watch over them, to have mercy on them, to welcome them home. And we don't forget our loved ones or, or stop remembering them because they have died. No, in, in reality, we we should be continuing to love them always. And perhaps, perhaps with just a, a teeny weeny bit of selfishness, we ask them to keep loving us as well. And so today, this All Souls Day, we have the perfect opportunity to rejoice, to rejoice in our God who has destroyed death forever.